welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. In normal years, the month of March means people are about to flock in droves to Austin, Texas, home to South by Southwest. The gathering has become an increasingly high-profile cultural event, a conglomeration of an interactive media and tech conference with a concurrent film and music festival. And this year, it's all happening online. I'm North Star Meetings Group Editor of News and Technology, Michael Shapiro, and I recently caught up with Dave Bornstein, the Field Chief Technology Officer for Brightcove. Brightcove is providing the platform to deliver all of the video content associated with next week's digital version of South by Southwest, which starts March 16th. I started off by asking Dave how the production of this year's South By will differ from much of the virtual event content we've been consuming online over the past year. Uh, so at a really high level, when you say virtual event, it could be the VM world, you know, where or whatever trade show or the corporate trade shows that we all go to CES or NEB or those things. And then there are concerts. There's a virtual event that is a concert. This one is sort of a hybrid between the two. It's a multi-day event with many sessions, but it's not your VM world where you're going to listen to someone speak on virtualization, right? You're mm-hmm. going to, you want to be entertained and listen. So when we looked at it, we looked at it more of a, a multi-day concert event. And then we looked at who wants to sit there on their phone or on their computer watching a concert. You want to watch it from your television set. So we really wanted to have it be more of media. So at Brightcove, we, we have virtual events for like the VM worlds of the world. And then we do a lot of virtual concerts and things. And we have an OTT solution that allows you to create apps and sell them, you know, sell content. So this is really a hybrid between the two, but it uses our OTT technology. So you can watch it on TVs. You can track what users are doing, all that type of stuff. So that's the concept was make it seem more like a media experiment. So that experience that I would watch on Amazon Prime or Netflix than something that I would log into a go-to meeting to do. Right. Well, that makes sense. And then are you are you looking at the the event as a whole that way? I mean, is it that includes the film festival and the music festival and the, the conference as well? You're yeah. basically taking the same approach with with all those those facets of South by Southwest, right? Yeah. So Breakove is a platform and you know we'll we usually sell to people for a year and the platform enables a lot of things to securely deliver video at scale, all that good stuff. And then the apps on top of it, one being the OTT app, but then there are others too. So this is a a year long thing with South by Southwest that the initial event will be an OTT thing, but then it's not going to go away. Then it will live and then they can do pop-up events. They'll be able to do conferences and sessions and they can use our different technologies to do that. So they're not like pigeonholed into one thing. It'll we will grow and adapt with them as they change throughout the year. Were they looking specifically for that? Did you come to them with this proposal? Let's do this throughout the year. I know that's part of our ongoing way we talk about our products. I believe mm-hmm. they wanted something that would last. And we have we've worked with them in the past. I've never had the the good fortune to go, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. we have worked with with them for a few years. So I've always heard their name around. So they knew us. So when we, it was still an RFP that we bid on and we went in with that 
yeah, I think I think what really clinched was once they trusted us in the fact that we said we want to make this look more like a television experience and a broadcast experience than a a geeky virtual event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might be thinking, well, obviously the film festival is going to be broadcast in that sense, but it, it, it is taking it sort of elevating the conference experience to to the same kind of level, right? Yeah. So if you think of a conference, when you go, there might be three different tracks, the marketing mm-hmm. track, the engineering track, business track, whatever. Here, we kind of took that concept into stages. So when you go to, when you went to the real South by Southwest, you'd be like, oh, if that's on stage B, I'm going to go over mm-hmm. there and watch that. Oh, stage A is over there. And then there was a schedule. So moving that to a TV thing, instead of having, you know, the number, it's an EPG, an electronic program guide with the different things so really oh what can i see here oh look that's playing there at four o'clock i'll make sure i watch that so that that was sort of the really where the concept went to was making it when you sit down in front of it you're going to grab your remote not your keyboard Mm -hmm. how does this look from the the attendee the end user perspective how does it work on a practical level on a practical level it would be like you're sitting down on sunday to watch tv I think Uh is really what we were going for. So there is a guide. Uh, We do have favorites. I honestly don't know if you can favorite something that's in the guide or not. I will check on that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say anything that's not 100% true. So, but you can definitely favorite things that you've watched in the minute that something, so everything's actually pre-recorded. You can do live in VOD, but I believe most of the things are pre-recorded and then they'll be broadcast at a time. So when you're watching it, you won't know that this event, it's it's scheduled at four o'clock. It goes on at four o'clock. You can't fast forward, but it's actually a lot of that might've been pre-recorded two weeks ago. But then the minute it's over, it's now available as a VOD asset that you can go in and watch. So you'll be able to after, you know, on Tuesday, go to Monday's list and see everything, scroll back, click on it and watch. Will they essentially be going to uh, unique links on smart TV in order to do this? It'll be a South by Southwest app in the stores. So you'll go onto your TV and and load it or your iphone you know you go to the app store Uh, the web love there'll obviously be a web version too and Mm -hmm. when you go to the web version if you go on your mobile it'll have the button to click and install the app in terms of how the content is being delivered uh, i mean are there different things you're doing in terms of things that would improve engagement whether someone's going to a conference or, or watching a a concert from the music festival? So the engagement with the app will be good and there'll be, you know, surveys and things and polls throughout that you can do that. Honestly, it's difficult to have the user to user engagement. There are Mm -hmm. social things that you can do, but when we're talking about the more of the Netflix type of app, it's more of you engaging with the content. You can see what other people's comments are and things like that, but it's really an individual experience. And it would be dishonest to kind of make out that it's, oh, we're going to simulate the actual experience of going to South by Southwest. You'll get to appreciate the content, but what you will not get is the actual interactions with other people. That's a hard problem when you talk about 100,000. So we did one event and that they won't, they're not doing this, but it was a moderated chat. So mm-hmm. they said that people can post questions, but some a human had to read it, make sure that it was appropriate before posting it. And, you know, there were 100,000 people at this event. They had 75 moderators mm-hmm. that were sitting there looking all assigned to you. You know, you have ABC, you have DEF. It's it's not a simple um, thing by any means to arbitrate social when it's that big. There are a lot of companies that are trying to do it and doing a decent job. But we focused on the content in the video, the ability to find it, make sure it plays the highest quality. You can download it on your phone, that type of thing. So that was really what they wanted the focus to be is on the event and the content, making sure it played 
and the schedule and still sort of the vibe and the feel. Is there a, a certain amount that's being pre-recorded like in Austin or is it very much being pre-recorded all over the uh, country? I or, think or it's all over and I, I mm-hmm. want to make sure I don't know. It's, it's not, it may not be a hundred percent pre-recorded. There may still be live elements, but there's mm-hmm. definitely pre-recorded. And an interesting thing when we did our virtual event for our company, we did it. Everything was pre-recorded. No one knew that though. And we said things like, you know, try to wear the same clothes because we'd go to a live Q&A the minute it right, was over. Right. We'd go to the live stream, like try to wear the same clothes. And one girl like, well, you kind of forgot you had the Christmas tree behind you when you filmed this and the Christmas tree's gone now. <laughs> so it was really funny, right? right? And it right. switched over. She had the exact same outfit. But mm-hmm. I still think so the like the backgrounds and things should be are going to be Austin-y. So instead mm-hmm. of a black window, you know, the the image in the background will be, you know, the the skyline of the city and things like that. So they're definitely trying to incorporate that and they give you the feel a lot of people interviews of stuff and, and from previous years to give it the because it, it, when it's, it's so it's a stream of videos think about it as channel four where you go in and you watch and there's a schedule but inside of that stream are, are smaller clips and in things like that that they can mix in so it doesn't just feel like i'm not just going from program a to end go to program b mm-hmm. watch an ad although we did offer that they could put ads in there but just put their own but using ad technology because ad technology is really good at sticking a video somewhere for a period of time and then resuming the video that right. they can do that. But the ads they'll show could be about Austin, could be about South by Southwest or future events and things to give it the TV feel. What about then, you know, you're talking about the different options they had for, you know, like a narrative, like watching like a scheduled, you know, TV channel. How, how much of that is going to be, I, as a, an audience member, can go to that one clip or I can go to that one, I can skip around through the schedule and look at little things as well. Or how much of the narrative is sort of being imposed on on the people watching? I think it's both. I think there's a lot of content that's available to you right when you go. Mm-hmm. And then there is the scheduled content. Now, once something plays, it can be made available immediately to be watched but I think they do, they don't want everybody going in like, you know, the new show comes out of Netflix and then I stay up all night watching it and then the next day I'm done. I think they uh-huh. want to spread it out and they want to say, you know, tomorrow the headliner at 2 p.m. is this. So you go and tune in at 2 p.m. So they want to have that live feel to it. But when they want it available after the fact, so after I think they'll all be available unless there's certain rights or things. The film festival, yeah, so because... And one, with our service, anytime, once the the live is done, it's immediately available as a, a VOD asset that can be watched. So, and I think there'll be a lot of content there. So yes, if you don't like what's going on, you can walk, poke around, look at other content, do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's an entirely different mindset for anyone who would have been attending or, or covering in some way the festival in person, right? Where, you know, you really have to figure out how many of these bands or how many of these films can I see? Like I can't be right. in two places at once. So, you know, you're helping really, it's good exposure for the artists involved and the content that's being delivered as well. There's more of a chance to see everything, everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can go back and look, right. So, oh, I can't watch that, but I can then favorite it and go back and watch it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think though, there's definitely, there's definitely the ability to watch more of what you want in a format like this, because right, I can't go back and watch if there's two shows at the same time, what can I do now? I can go back and watch one later. Right, right. 
And and what about I don't know like in terms of uh, providing what Brightcove does and providing the the platform. Are you involved at all with production decisions with the actual video, with the taping, the filming of these things as well? No, usually no. Well, we work mm-hmm. close enough where you know there's always communications of we've worked with hundreds of customers that do these types of things. So we definitely give them advice and recommendations and things like that. But at the end of the day, they are producing the videos and then providing them to us in the live streams they will produce. And we have a lot of partners that we bring in. Like if you're doing a live stream, you want to have the two people with the captions at the bottom and all that. Mm -hmm. We don't provide that natively, but we have partners that are fully integrated that would do that. So we would recommend them. And we have a services team that'll sort of help the whole thing be successful. So it's not like, hey, there's 12 technologies here, figure it all out. It'll be that our services team will kind of take the ownership of it and make sure it all goes well. And to that point, can we expect that there will be, you know, hosts reporting live from South by Southwest talking about the different showcases or conferences that were were just displayed or MCs who are connecting all of these things together? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah. So they did ask, so what they're using what, what we call cloud playout. So we can make an agenda and play individuals. We're essentially creating a live stream from mm-hmm. combination of lives and VOD. So it's like a true TV right. station in inside of that though. It's not like I said, it's not just one hours. They can then put little clips and schedule those in. And mm-hmm. I know they're doing that. I don't know. I haven't seen the exact content, but I'm assuming it's exactly what you said is people talk of interviews with the with the bands and things like that and different people mixed in so that mm-hmm. you get that feel you've uh, mentioned that you've worked with a lot of people is doing south by southwest a, a new challenge in any way is, is it more complicated or complex to mix these different elements together yeah so it's definitely crossing streams a little bit from the you know, the enterprise, so we have two, two divisions, we're not, not really divisions, but two sides, media and enterprise, different sales teams. We, you know, the same set of products, the same platform, but you know, how you talk to a media companies about monetization and reach, right. And how you talk about enterprises is knowing your audience so you can sell them more stuff and, or security and these types of things. So mixing them together has actually been really cool. And it opens up a lot in the enterprise TV areas. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a cool like, that enterprises are going to be media companies in their own right, you know, right. Um, there's, there's a and they're going to start producing better content and mm-hmm. making content that people outside of their company actually want to watch. So I definitely think it's crossing the streams. This one's more focused; it's more media heavy than, but it it definitely is influencing our roadmap of you shouldn't have to make a decision. Do I want a geeky trade show type of feel or do I want a cool mm-hmm. media feel? It should be yes. Like having the chat inside of the Netflix, right? We don't have that right. yet, but we will. That's, so that's where it And then more of those interactive features that you're talking about to bring the communities together that we have with the web-based stuff, but getting those in there. So right now it's sort of a hybrid. So it's definitely mm-hmm. a challenge of, oh, but you said I could do this. No, you could do that over here, but not over here. Right, right. So because this is this runs on a Samsung TV and you can't do that on a Samsung TV. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of things, but it, it's definitely, it's cool. I feel like it's it's innovative and different to use a technology like this. This is what people use to put their OTT services up, like Netflix competitors and things uses mm-hmm. this. That's what they're using. So it's an operational, a lot of, there'll be a lot of work to produce it. Given all of that, it could be a big opportunity for Brightcove and really for the evolution of what we're seeing in the virtual events industry for 
people to start thinking about things differently, whether they're doing a, a conference or a trade show or a, or yeah. a music event, right? I mean, this, this could sort of display how this convergence can take place, right? 100%, I agree. And so if you think about a virtual event or a trade show, really the difference is how, do I, how did I find that person and how did I sign them up? Once mm-hmm. I'm in, I want to watch video and I want to talk to the people around here and I either want to learn something or enjoy something. So the experiences get a lot closer together once you're in. It's how did I find, if it's an enterprise customer, they just log in through their own SSO thing. If it's a trade show, I'm going to register them with somebody like Cvent who does that. Or if it's a concert, I'm going to sell a ticket. So getting pay-per-view mixed in with the media stuff. So it's all, yeah, it's very cool. And I think it's definitely going to, it's going to open a lot of things up for these hybrid events. When you have a concert now, you can go to the concert and, or you can watch it from home. So I think that's, that's where the world's going to go. And it's a huge opportunity for, for trade shows as well, which are very much struggling in the virtual environment. But to your point that we talked about at the very beginning is that you were focused more on content for this rather than like a community engagement among the audience members, right? So is that maybe the next step for the kinds of things you're doing as well, like where you are displaying the media, but also able to really cultivate that community engagement or where people, there's a lot more one-on-one communication while it's happening? A hundred percent. So breakout rooms. And again, it's about the the platform we're doing it on is the the media one where you can put it on your mm-hmm. TV and you use your remote, but then you still have the ability to maybe on your phone, you can do a chat with somebody right. while okay. they're watching that. So everything's connected a hundred percent. That's, that's exactly where, and, and it is, I think it's a, it's a progression that we'll go through. We can do that thing with the chat now in, in that type of stuff that, but you'd have to, it needs to be coordinated. So those are all available. I don't know exactly how South by Southwest is going to use them yet though. Okay. But I think all it's right. definitely a progression of, of what you're talking about is where my personal vision of where this is going of, I can have a concert. I can have my town hall. I can just present to a bunch of people in my town. You know, we, we have, we've had, uh, and then sports, a lot of the sports teams want to be able to say, you know, they used to have an open day. We can go and watch the, the players play before the season or whatever. Those mm-hmm. are virtual now. So we're seeing a lot of those. So is that, I don't think that's a virtual event. Well, well that's great. I, I, I appreciate all of your insight on that. What else should I watch out for in terms of what you're looking to accomplish with South by Southwest? I think it's it's a lot about the different devices too. The fact that it's not just web and iOS, that it's the smart TVs and Roku. And so I think that a lot of the other devices and the fact that it's it's like watching television. So mm-hmm. it's, it should be 1080p. It's going to be the same technology we do use to deliver things like Acorn TV is a customer of ours. That's what's being used in, and hopefully gives you the interactive feel and everything there. But the most important part of is making sure that you, you can log in and watch what you're supposed to watch and it's playing. Yeah. The experience <laughs> and all that stuff is, is up to South by Southwest to, to do what they have to do. So I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to seeing it though, because it's definitely something different. It's not something that. I wouldn't say it's a vanilla a virtual event. Like, thank you very much for your time. I, I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Nice thank meeting you, Michael. Much. Thank you very yeah, much. Likewise. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.